The SSIA is a trade organization that connects social sports leagues. These aren't the professional sports leagues you see on TV. Social sports leagues are the neighborhood leagues that you play in and then go grab a beer after. And while running social sports leagues may seem like it's all fun and games, it's a job that we put our heart and soul into. 1.6 million people play in a social sports league every year. We care immensely about offering the best experience possible for all of our players. Over 200 employees from 60 different social sports leagues are on our way to the annual SSIA conference in Cabo, Mexico. In this podcast series, I'll be talking to industry leaders about the challenges, failures, success, and joy they've experienced in their organization. I'm your host, Sal Ferrugia, and this is the SSIA Travel Companion Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Mobile Leagues. Mobile Leagues aims to provide mobile and web technology solutions to social sports leagues and a social event solution to consumers throughout the U.S. and Canada. With Mobile Leagues targeted push and in-app notifications, players can be effectively engaged, promoted, and retained. Players can use the app to check their schedules, RSVP to games, chat with teammates, and more. New products include Turbo Waiver, a way to have players sign short duration waiver forms contact chad day at chad at mobile leagues.com for a demo or to schedule a time to talk at the conference this is the ssia travel companion podcast my guest today is pedro garcia of houston sport and social club aka houston ssc Pedro, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Good, good, going great. Excited to be here. Heard a lot about uh, this little podcast and I'm ready to uh, spill my guts. Awesome. So let's kick it off. Tell us everybody, tell everybody who you are, who you work for, the size, location, the sports that your club offers, stuff like that. So I work for Houston Sports and Social Club, of course, as the name tells you, Houston, Texas. We are the fourth largest city in the country, uh, home to about 5 million people. So there's a lot to choose from here. We are a club of about 30,000 people uh, running sports Sunday through Thursday. Luckily, we have Fridays uh, free and Saturdays. We run tournaments every pretty much every Saturday. We got about 30,000 players with uh, almost 2,450 teams. And what are some of the biggest sports that you guys do? So our biggest sport is volleyball. We're, we're running uh, probably six, six or seven courts of volleyball at night. Um, and then softball is our next biggest sport. We were on softball, kickball, flag football, cornhole, dodgeball, indoor soccer. Um, and, uh, I believe that's almost it. I think I said, bas- I don't remember if I said basketball, but we just started cool. basketball this past year. Awesome. And I guess your club is all encompassing. So do you have a certain vibe, mission, philosophy? Are you big enough where you guys are just doing everything now? We we do we are our uh, our uh, phrase is uh, be active have fun. Or I don't remember what our phrase is. Whoops, I screwed that <laughs> one up. <laughs> well, you guys are unique because you are big enough where you're one of the few clubs that has your own uh, bar, right? So why don't you tell people a little bit about that as well? We do we do uh, some of there's five owners and it's Wakefield Crowbar that uh, Omid is one of the principal owners of. 
And so we've been playing at Wakefield Crowbar probably about nine years. Owner came to us and said, hey, you guys can either buy it or I'm closing it down. And at that point, we had three volleyball courts uh, going full time from 630 to 11 o'clock. And uh, we said, hey, we'll just buy it and we'll keep it going. So we kind of have control of our own venue, um, bar, everything that's going on. We uh, control it all. That's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people, they don't understand the challenges with that. But for a lot of people, I'm sure that's like the dream. Own your own bar, run your own leagues right there. It sounds really awesome. It is. It is. It's amazing. It uh, it provides you with whatever flexibility you need. Instead of asking permission, you're just kind of making it happen. But it also puts a certain pressure to keep people going to the bar. So, you know, we used to have a month of December off and where we go full blast year round nonstop because part of our goal is also to feed the bar and make sure that there's people there to buy drinks, buy food and play volleyball. Yeah. Once you add that overhead to your monthly nut, it becomes a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily I just kind of handled the Houston sports and social club side. Omid is the one that's more involved in the bar side. Um, so for me, it's all leagues all the time. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about uh, growing old with your club. So Pedro, to put this conversation in context, give us a little history of your involvement in Houston SSC. So I started Houston SSC in 2015, in December, actually, of 2014. I was a journalist in Austin. I uh, had a great career. Been doing that for 18 years. Omid gave me a call. We had met in the kickball team in Austin. He came and started Houston Sports and Social Club. Called me, said, I need you. I kept turning him down for a bit. One day he said, uh, make you an offer you can't refuse. And um, I said, all right, I'm in. And that's how I started at Houston Sports and Social Club. I started as the field operations manager, kind of taking over uh, the league, the league stuff. We were about 12,000 people at the time. So, you know, we still had weekends off. Uh, so that is kind of how I started here. As I've gone through, I've been, uh, I've been promoted to director of operations and slowly taken over almost everything involving the league as Omid kind of migrates a little more towards the bar side and making sure that side is uh, taken care of. So you've been there for seven years. Do you mind saying how old you were when you first started at Houston SSC? I, I do not mind. You just got to remember that I had a career before this. <laughs> I was no I judgment. Have, I have 44 now. So I think I was 37 when I moved over. Uh, yeah. to come work in the club. I mean, my age was 37, but my mind was still 21. <laughs> um, it's still 21 now. Yeah. So let's get into that. I, I never feel old. I, I play kickball four nights a week. So in my mind, I don't ever feel old, but the inevitability is yes, I am getting older. When I started my club, I was 26 years old, which was four years younger than the average player. Now I am 35 years old, which is five years older than our average player. So I've gone from below average to above average on the age side, but I don't actually feel old, but the reality is, is that I am 35, you are 44. So how do you feel about your age and how that affects your, your uh, efficacy in your club? The hardest part is realizing you're not your own demographic anymore. Um, you have to realize that you have to market and serve a demographic that's younger than you, even though in your mind, you think, ah, I'm still 21, I'm still 22. You have to cater to the younger crowd, which I, you know, I feel like I do well. I, I, I still play softball. 
Uh, I was playing softball multiple nights a week until, you know, I took a tumble this past week and uh, jacked up my wrist and my back a little bit. One fall at 44 does, <laughs> does more to you than anything else. So, you know, I'm out a couple of weeks, but uh, luckily we got a bye this week and we'll be going into championships. Uh, we're usually defending champions in softball. Um, so we got to, we got to defend whether we got to fight through the pain or, you know, take some performance enhancing drugs or anything like that. <laughs> so do you get, you, do you still get to play pretty often in the clubs? I do. I do. I play, I've, I've had my softball team. We've been playing together, um, probably six out of the seven years that I've been here. Uh, we all met, we consistently every Thursday night that kind of carried over from Austin. When I was playing at Austin SSC, we played every Thursday night, we barbecued, we did all that good stuff. And then, uh, that carried over here. We, every Thursday night, we play the game, go to the bar afterwards, have some beverages. Uh, I usually end up, you know, as, as the older you get, the more, you know, the longer you've been here, the more people, you know, so shots start showing up and free beers start showing up. People start, you know, kind of taking care of you at that point. And so I can still keep up with the younger crowd. Yeah. And I, I feel like softball is a lifetime sport. People could play that, um, basically from out of college to into retirement, but sports like kickball and dodgeball in my league, those skew the youngest. Mm -hmm. Do you have leagues that are, have a younger age and are you still able to participate or connect with those type of players? Um, I feel like I, I, don't know how to answer that because I still feel like I'm young. <laughs> so <laughs> I went and jumped in uh, uh, indoor soccer, of course, you know. You wow, that's a, that's a tough one to play. Uh, ended up in a boot. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, one, the one game that we won out of the entire season, I accidentally kicked the winning goal in. So that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my glory, and I'm sticking to it. Nice job. Yeah, but soccer no, I, for us is our most competitive sport. It's that and dodgeball are our two youngest sports. The average age is like 26 for those. So those yeah. are like a different demographic for us. I stopped playing dodgeball in Austin, uh, threw the ball, heard my shoulder pop, walked off the court and uh, decided I was going to retire from dodgeball. But I stayed in softball. I love softball and I'm, I'm a softball umpire. Um, before I moved here to, to Houston, I was umpiring softball in Austin. So uh, you know, I, I still have fun umpiring the players. I don't get to do it very often, but I just love being out there. I'm a people person. I want to be out there mingling with everybody. Um, and then the reins get pulled back on me every once in a while. <laughs> so as the club has gotten older, or I'm sorry, have as you have gotten older, have you felt like your club has also gotten older too, as the average age creeped up a little bit? It seems like it has, but. Houston is a city that, you know, rev revolves, uh, kind of revolves its people. People are coming in for jobs and the oil and gas because it's a huge oil and gas market. People move out to the suburbs and we're kind of located more in central Houston. So all, that's the younger crowd. That's where they want to move into. They want to move into the Heights. They want to live in the Montrose area, which is the area we're close to Oak Forest. Um, and so we just kind of keep getting refreshed with younger kids, younger kids. And by kids, I mean, 21 and over. Uh, but it, to me, they seem like kids nowadays. Uh, but yeah, we just keep getting refreshed with, uh, with, we, we, I think we say that the life cycle, life cycle of our players is about two and a half to three years. Um, they come in, they, 
meet, they have fun for a couple of years. They move out to the suburbs, have kids. Uh, and then a new batch comes in and it's just, it's never ending, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's interesting because a big city like Houston does benefit from having a huge new in town population over on Long Island. We are not the new in town crowd, but we do have pretty good retention numbers because people that live on Long Island typically are going to stay on Long Island for a long time. So although we don't have as many new players, we're probably able to retain them for longer than um, a big city and not because of my club or anything just because of our, our location like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of what you bring to, you know, as I tell you that we have expanded, you know, we keep recycling people in, we still have our fit. We have people that have been 50 time captains, you know, 60 time captains and uh, they're still around playing volleyball. Volleyball is our most dominant sport. Um, we've, we throw tournaments er- almost every weekend and we fill them up every weekend. So yeah, volleyball is a good sport too. Cause that is definitely like softball where you can play it. Um, play it for a lifetime from yeah. college to retirement. Yeah. I, I always joke around. I, my, my significant other plays uh, volleyball. She, you know, played in high school. She's six foot tall, blonde, you know, can get up there and I'm on the team next to her. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a mismatch and it's funny, but even though I can't jump, I still talk the, the most smack. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen volleyball players have like a 40 inch vertical and spike the thing down, but I've seen some older players that have tremendous ability to accurately bump the ball and they're able to uh, play at their level for a long, long time. So volleyball bodes well for a lifetime. Yeah, I have neither. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like to go out there and talk smack. That's kind of, you know, I always say, hey, set up the power. No one ever sets me up, so I'm safe. <laughs> nice. Uh, we've added uh, to our league, we do bowling, darts, cornhole, pickleball. The average age of an LA kick player is somewhere between 29 and 31. But then when I added in, or the league ed- added in those sports, they kind of skewed our numbers. Bowling, darts, and cornhole, it's been attracting a lot of older Younger. people, and especially yeah. pickleball. Every day I joke that we have another uh, woman named Mildred that's in her 60s, signs up for our, <laughs> our pickleball mailing list. Pickleball is like, I always thought of LA Kick as a, a great way to meet people once you graduate college. And now that we've done pickleball, we're having retired people asking us to run leagues for them during the week at uh, 10 a.m. It's crazy. I'll tell you, those retired people, they have money to spend. You know, at, at the end yeah, of the day, sure. if people want to pay us to do something, we're willing to do it. Yeah. Have you added sports that have like a dis, dis, discernibly older age demographic? Or do you offer like leagues that cater to 40 plus? We don't. Cornhole cornhole was, was big when we started it. Uh, it was actually, when we started it, it was ACL was just getting started. So we were actually a part of the ACL growth in the area. Uh, Omid was a uh, ACL regional director. And uh, so we were running ACL tournaments here. And the the cornhole seems to be the much older crowd, older than me, uh, if that's mm-hmm. possible. But yeah, they, they, you know, they'll come out, the ladies come out and play, the older ladies, they, you know, we've, we actually had a couple who got married a month ago and they met playing cornhole with us in our, in our league. And so I love it. it's uh the cornhole is probably the oldest, but I've seen 50 year olds out there playing kickball and 
you know, I, I'm almost 45. I'm out there playing softball and you know, there's some, there's some people older than me. So we, we don't just like everyone's so welcoming here in Houston and especially here in Texas that no one ever feels like a stranger. I'll get phone calls from people saying, Hey, I'm in my forties. Will I fit in? I'm like, I'm in my forties. Trust me, you'll fit in. Nice. And they come out and play. And the next thing you know, we always, I always tell everybody on the phone, I'm like, look, play free agent for a season or two. After that, get your core people and you guys will become best friends for life. And that's usually what happens. Yeah. And about Cornell, we also, it, our Cornell league, they started off pretty young, but then once like a bunch of old guys found out about it, they kind of like took over. And now our Cornell leagues do skew pretty old and not like the typical sports player you think of like you said it's guys older than you and i um that are throwing bags but it's actually people get along pretty well the the uh the way we set it up is that there's typically divisions so the better players that are there strictly for cornhole will play each other and then the people who are like kickball players in their off season that do cornhole they'll play that each other as well too so they get along pretty well but there's definitely um an older demographic for cornhole they kind of like that once they find out about it they all tell their friends and What's an a, off season? A lot of older people. <laughs> well, in, in in New York, we can't play kickball six months uh, of the year, unfortunately. Wow, we 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 have seventy degree weather today here, so sun's out, games are on for tonight. Well, that's a whole another podcast, right? The regionality <laughs> and the seasonality of sports. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, getting yeah. getting getting old in the club, it's it's a tough thing to do. Uh, I'm sure some of the uh, older board members and people like that uh, know what it's like but staying just staying it helps you stay mentally young um you know. yeah yeah so i guess this part is less of a business strategy and more just like two guys talking about getting old and the uh fight against father time so you know you don't you said you don't feel old i don't really feel old do you think you have an expiration date on your athleticism or your uh, ability to stay out till midnight I hope not, um, but <laughs> probably so. Morgan, my significant other, probably you know, pull, she she pulls me in. She she pulls the reins a little bit every once in a while. But yeah, uh, I plan to be playing for a long time. And you know, cornhole, softball, kickball—I'm not a big fan of uh, myself personally. But I you know do plan to go back to indoor soccer and basketball. I am the worst basketball player in the history of the world. So it, I don't foresee myself taking in that, but also as a part of, you know, being director of operations, I just kind of put myself in certain in leagues. I'll just go sign up for a league and I'll go and, you know, I'll tell the refs, Hey, you don't know who I am. Don't tell anybody who I am. I also want to see what the younger players are experiencing so I can know what's happening out there. Like, you know, just yeah, figure out. And the good thing is they don't look at me as an old man. So they still give me all their all their feedback and you know treat yeah me. i'm pretty happy with my age also in the club although i am older i still feel like i'm at near the top of my game with kickball i'm pretty good at cornhole and pickleball some sports i stay away from just because it's not really my cup of tea but like we have a pretty robust dodgeball director who's 22 years old and like absolutely crushes it um so do you guys actively think about a philosophy to keep you guys young is there a way that you're capturing that like that out of college market and then um providing opportunities for them 
Yeah, the, the uh, we we actually, you know, I I've always called ourselves intramurals for life. Once you tell everybody, hey, you know, people ask, hey, what's Houston Sports Social Club? I'm like, think about it this way. You remember college intramurals? And they're like, yeah. I say, well, we're intramurals for life. After you get out of college, unless you're a professional soccer player, or professional baseball player, you're probably not going to play those sports again. We consider ourselves intramurals for life, and uh, you know, we take on people. Our actual demographic is not actually 21. 23 is where our demographic age range starts, where we start to try to push people into the league. Um, and then I think 29 is uh, the top end of our demographic bullseye. And so that's who we shoot for. I think it's 23 to 29. Um, and usually they come a little younger, but 23 to 29, they'll play. And then sometimes they stick around if they get married uh, but the new pe- the younger people were just kind of like i said recycling in especially with you know we have university of texas which is two hours away so you know we have texas a&m university that's an hour and a half away we have uh, university of houston that's on the southeast side of town university of st thomas we have uh university uh or houston baptist university we have we have so many universities around here that people were just feeding into Houston for the the jobs. And so they have nothing to do and they find us and they become they become part of the Houston SC family, as I tell them. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to be capturing that young demographic. And I, I agree that our target I think everyone's target demographic is it's the kid who is just given up on the college lifestyle. They graduated college and they're losing touch with their college friends and buddies and traditions. And now they're looking for the next step and they've basically have resigned that part of their life. And now they're starting the new part and hopefully they're going to find a more fulfilling life in uh, LI kick or Houston SSC. And the best part of it is, you know, we, we will get a graduate of 2020 that's playing in the league. Now Um, their friend moves down here. Hey, come join my team, you know? And so the players are actually recruiting their own replacements. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about um like just new technologies and that type of stuff just to keep like you keeping your web page fresh and making it look like a modern web page or I mean I'm on TikTok now I probably spend 18 hours a day on TikTok um I don't know if you guys are doing that also but what about embracing new technologies to give n- newer people an opportunity to express themselves or reach out to them we actually, since, since the average age of our office, uh, you know, is close to the upper thirties. Um, so we've, we've kind of outsourced that a little bit. We, uh, we got with Brooke out at, uh, in California and we've kind of been using the person that she uses. Who's great. Um, she does all our social media. She does the TikTok, the video, she makes sure everything is running smooth, uh, you know, does all our promo files and, and because we are probably not the best person to try to market to the younger age. Cause you know, we, I grew up with, uh, Nirvana and, uh, <laughs> you know, the offspring before they went, uh, pretty fly for a white guy. And so <laughs> we, we think a lot different. Well, I get your references. The first CD I ever owned was Smash by Offspring. Uh, one of my favorite albums still. I still listen to it to this day. One of my biggest disappointments is when I'm hanging out with a 21-year-old or 22-year-old, 23-year-old, and they're just the references are just not matching up at all. I'm talking about 90s basketball, and they're talking about 2000s Nickelodeon yeah. and Disney Channel, and it's just that is a time that I feel 
appalled, unfortunately. Pretty soon it's going to be who was Michael Jordan? Oh goodness! <laughs> when I hear that, it's gonna. I probably, I probably just retire. <laughs> yeah. So no, um, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're outsourcing all of our stuff that uh, you know, um, you know, to 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 talk to the younger people as uh, we're like I said, we're probably not the best people to to do that. Yeah, and I think as people uh, as clubs grow in the number of players that they have and the responsibilities that it entail your responsibilities also grow and you know you're looking at uh probably overseeing 30,000 sports players so your skills and responsibilities are about managing 30,000 people not so much creating content so you kind of yeah, ascend and, yourself and, and find the newer generation to take over that part it is it's, it's that's the toughest part i love being out there talking to people and sitting behind a desk making sure everything is running smooth is one of the hardest parts, you know, it took me a while to, you know, once when we hired someone under me, we used to have a, a great person named Sasha who used to run around. Most of y'all will remember her from some of the conferences. Um, she used to run all of our stuff when she left uh, because of the whole COVID incident. Um, we hired a new guy, Ryan, who you guys will meet um, this, uh, this coming week, hopefully. And uh it's hard for me not to just want to be out there all the time. I have to, you know, I have to sit back and be like, let, let me let him handle it. And let me see how he does it. And then you realize that you kind of have to be a mentor more of, Hey, what my favorite word, my favorite phrase when it comes to the younger staff members is what were you thinking when you, when you, when you decided that, like, what was your thought process? I'm not questioning your, what you did. I just want to know that your thought process was right when you did it. So that's, that's kind of one of the, one of my biggest questions whenever I'm training someone is what was your thought process whenever you made that, that decision to move that game? Um, yeah. And, it's interesting that like your job then becomes not to make the decisions, but mm -hmm. to oversee the decisions. Cause you can't make a uh, hundred decisions a week for your, all your players. Exactly. And I don't, you know, and I don't need to make a decision. Hey, Ryan, go out there and turn on the lights. Like, you know, he, he knows he has to do it. There's, there's a bunch of decisions that I don't need to be involved in. Um, but when you do make a decision, just make sure you have the right thought process behind it is always my, my, my question. And, you know, a lot, the heart, the, the thing I see about all these clubs that, you know, like, uh, when we lost a uh, cow in, in, uh, in Canada, you know, off into the real world, as I say, you know, you get, you kind of get a recycle of some fresh blood and they come in with the new ideas and things like that. And that's it's hard for me to to come to terms with I don't have the the freshest greatest ideas anymore I need to rely on these younger uh, kids to take the take the lead and uh, make it happen while I'm still overseeing them but not overcrowding them or over over yeah. you know but you you play in the leagues which is a great way to stay connected to new players the culture of your league and what's actually going on is that something that's like included in your weekly hours or is that how does that like we you, you choose to do that right you choose yeah, to no, play no, in that, these yeah we choose to do that that's actually how i met morgan uh, met her through the league uh, we were playing softball together um and yeah i i just i just love being out there whether it's cornhole tonight we got cornhole playoffs you know uh we have a bye week for softball so it works out perfectly but that's that's something i choose to do whether honestly if i wasn't working here i would still be playing in the leagues yeah, um, you know, and, and then building the great relationships with all the players. We just got back from Belize 
some of the, two of the players in our team got married. So half the team was in Belize on vacation together, which is, you know, a great story to be told to everybody else. Uh, you know, we're, we're uh, out there in Belize with people that four years ago we didn't know or three years ago that we didn't know. And now they're just some of our best friends in life. And it all comes from the sports. Yeah, and it's, it's great to be out there. One of my biggest regrets and disappointments is that, like, sometimes my time is better sent, better spent not being at a singular one league and working on uh, the organization and doing changes and effects that will affect all of LA Kick and not just, like, one league because I don't get the face-to-face. And I know for us, we're running 17 leagues a week right now, and I can't be everywhere, obviously. So I'm only able to be at a small amount of leagues. And it's just just sad that you can't clone yourself. Sad there isn't more time in the day to get out there and be face-to-face. And it's sad that the reality is that you kind of have to push some of the work onto your league directors because you can't be there because you have to do other stuff, even though you, what you really want to do is be at the league playing cornhole and meeting people in your bowling league, stuff like that, the face-to-face stuff. Exactly. You just have to choose wisely about who you who you get we've you know we've we've chosen wrong before we've chosen right and uh you just gotta hope that in your age because comes the wisdom to to know what you're looking for when you're hiring someone who wants to take the reins and wants to go above the the mile you know especially right now in the atmosphere that we're in where the great resignation um people are leaving jobs that aren't taking care of them and you know it's it's you, you have to if you if you have someone good you got to take care of them or else they will go to someone who will right yeah uh, it's it's a it's a it's a great time to be alive honestly <laughs> yeah uh all right so Pedro, i promised chrissy we wouldn't go too long on these so um i guess i've been in my club for nine years you've been in your club for seven years we don't really feel old the fact would say that we are all just that's how it goes older than the average every time um, i hit the ground i can i remember i'm old (laughs) oh man i just yeah feeling uh old occurs to me mostly when i'm just i the references to the disney channel um just don't hit on me at all that's just a disappointment but that's how it goes (laughs) but um i I think what people could take away from this is if you're playing in your league you're having a great connection to your players and that's a way to stay young um I plan to do this forever. Not probably won't be a kickball player forever, but I would love to do this forever. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually, uh, right now, uh, we're, um, making sure that, you know, I'm taken care of for the future. So, uh, you know, it, I plan on being here at least 10 more years. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I have 44, I didn't plan to to work this long. I plan on being rich someday and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just playing softball. Day. But yeah, I, I I plan on being here for a while. It's a uh, one of the things, as you said about about playing in the sports is it reminds you that everybody's having fun out there. It reminds you that the ten percent of people who are emailing you, you know, not even the ten percent, the one percent of people who are emailing complaint after complaint after complaint. And then you walk out there and you're hanging out with people and people are like, oh, this is so amazing. Thank you guys for doing this. It, it reminds you why you do it. So if you're not out from behind your computer and interacting with your players, you're missing out on some of that joy that comes when everybody's just having a blast and people know that you work hard and you're doing everything you can for them and they appreciate it. Just 
brings brings back the joy of doing it rather than just being stuck behind a computer and, and you know fielding the one percent of complaints yeah and 10 years from now 20 years from now 30 years from now i'll probably have somebody else running the kickball division of what we do but you know i'll be out there on the pickleball court with uh triple knee braces on still having a good time never still mind have this. some have somebody else do the emails go out and play <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the worst part the emails to me oh man we could I could talk to you for hours in the conference about emails. We have our but... little wall of shame that we, uh, well, it's a wall of shame slash wall of fame that you gotta, you gotta be a special emailer to get on that wall. And we have, we have <laughs> some pretty funny. good wall of shame <laughs> stuff. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that in private later. For sure. Yeah. All right, Pedro, this has been a lot of fun. Um, that's going to do it for us. All right. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the conference and, uh, having a few beverages and, pretending like we're 21 again all right first drinks on pedro guys i got you i got you <laughs> see you buddy all right bye